0: With Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, We got Aaron Marshall again, and this is so exciting. He's one of my, not only one of my favorite Canadians, but also just one of the all around nicest guys in the world and a true guitar dork in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah. And in this particular context, you're a guitar dork because we did a rig rundown a couple of years ago and you have changed. Every fucking thing. Everything. And it's two years
1: almost to the day.
0: Right, almost. Almost. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Um, yep. So we got a lot to talk about it, man. This oh, yeah. is exciting. How are, di- dude, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm awesome, good, good, good to see, good to see you. you, dude.
1: Everything is different, and uh, which is probably the most on-brand thing I could provide. That's you. Show up with everything completely different. <laughs> but hopefully this is the beginning of uh, that not being the case.
0: Yeah. A true so, artist's mind. Yeah, yeah like
1: but it. there's some some exciting things to talk about. And uh, yeah, rather than changing things up all the time, we're arriving at things that might not be changing so much. Gotcha. Which is is cool. So um, yeah, last we spoke, uh, we saw some new guitars that I had actually just received and was testing on that tour. And those were my Mayona's guitars. And um, yeah, everything is totally cool and amicable there. Um, some opportunities uh, presented themselves throughout the pandemic, and uh, and our time away and you're looking at one of them right here, which is, uh, this is one of four prototypes in existence from Schechter, and um, we struck up a conversation at the beginning of this year that led to um, the opportunity for me to have input on designing models, which is really exciting, and um, I think a lot of of the times people will see an artist change a brand or something like that, and, and perhaps it's not always so obvious from a logistical standpoint or strategic standpoint why a certain individual would do such a thing and uh... like i said everything is totally cool and amicable. Right, there's right. no reason other than Uh, A very quality opportunity presented itself to have influence over models that will be actually attainable at a reasonable price point, and uh, allow me to fly around the world and pull these off the hook at any music store anywhere. And there'll also be some some more detailed and fancy things to come. But we're starting with import guitars, which are spec to the nines, and there's no compromise happening here.
0: These are amazing, and I've been enjoying testing them on tour. See, all right. So first things first. I was gonna say. um, I, for those of you watching, I actually got a chance to kind of take a look at this guitar right before we started rolling, mm-hmm. and I love that you have an import model right now because the Mayonnaise guitars were phenomenal. They're yep. beautiful, they're un- unbelievable. Unrivaled. But the average kid yep. with a paper route does not have 1000 <laughs> do paper dollars paper or out. You nice. know what I mean? Like Nobody has that kind of money to drop I on a guitar. So, for sure. Um, the fact that you can get an import you know, at a really great price point, but also not compromise on the things that you you wanted. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. So let's talk about that because there are some things about this guitar that you would not expect on an import. No. You know?
1: So what we wanted to do is just make sure that we're, you know, hitting um, you know, your baseline necessities in terms of a balanced instrument from a material standpoint. We see a lot of the same things um, with, you know, with a lot of modern guitars you know, whether it's roasted maple necks, became very popular in the sure. last few years, or, you know, you would sort of expect that um, at, a particular, at a particular level. But what we decided to do was go with instruments that are, you know, um, minimalistic in a, in a degree, you know, in a sense, um, from the standpoint of, of the materials and the, and the lumber, so basswood body, Quarter sawn, one piece, Wenge necks with carbon fiber reinforcement, which is slick, and ebony fingerboard. Yeah. There's three materials on this instrument, um, which is unlike what I was playing before, which are a multi laminate type sure. situation, which isn't necessarily my preference. That's just how those guitars are built, and no slight to the sure. to, to the build quality on those. But I've always preferred a bolt-on, quarter sawn, one-piece neck um, with a, a balanced body, whether it's. Mahogany or alder or whatever it calls for I feel like the neck is really important we spend our most of our time here Sure, and I think a lot of the time uh, people are so concerned with the body material But I you know in my experience personally the neck really dictates the user experience with you know So uh, and not only that it's conveying all of the resonant information from here into the body so I selected Wenge because one, aesthetically, it's beautiful against its, so, its color, and so of course, slick. it has to be how it looks. Right. It's not about how it sounds. Um, but also, it is really stable for uh, not being necessarily a dense, hardwood-like maple. Um, we did, for insurance purposes, put some carbon fiber sure. in there, which will just allow the instruments to hold up better. In the trailer, we're changing climates, flying, and things like that, which right. we
0: have or to. You have international tours left and right, so yeah. Yeah,
1: I need it to hold up, right? Um, but there's something about Wenge that sort of accepts some of the schmoo from your hands over time and starts to feel really played in. Um, And kind of, I don't know, heirloom esque. Right. Roasted maple has the same same quality to it, but this gives you like a really nice handshake with some character. So I really like this and it's a very balanced material. Also takes an ebony fingerboard. Great. You could certainly put a maple fingerboard on it, but aesthetically we decided to go with ebony yeah, and good. get a really dense, snappy, immediate fingerboard. And basswood, because it's tonally balanced, it's pretty neutral, so when you have the you know the hard immediacy of the Ebony, and then, you know, the tonal quality of the of the Wenge. Basswood was the way to go. We thought about alder potentially, but weight on the strap is actually really, really important to me. And uh, I want the guitars to feel, you know, light. I mean, I think they're about six and a half, maybe seven pounds. Um, wow, and that's reasonable. Oh, it's totally reasonable. Yeah, it's not a feather, but it's also not a boat anchor. Right. So it um, feels really good on a strap. And then the last details would be, you know, we took a C1 body, which I'm, I'm very partial to. Some of my earliest uh, workhorse guitars and some of my older like local bands and stuff, prior to intervals, um, featured this silhouette. I'm always torn between a flat top slab style super strat or something with some bevel. And to me, this is the perfect balance so, of all the things I like. I love. was gonna
0: say, it's very subdued, but I do like, the, the lines are slick, man. Looks they good, look super man. Fast. Love the matching reverse headstock.
1: Yes, so these are the things that are going to set it apart. This is a first for Schecter in terms of taking the vintage headstock and doing reverse, six in line, also tilt back. I was
0: gonna say no string tree. No string so your tree. Your break angle is a little more severe than Schecter would normally do.
1: Yeah, and they do tilt back on on some models, but they have not done it with the vintage headstock reversed. So. Right. Feel really good about that. Um, it provides a little bit of extra stability and tension there. Also, again, aesthetically, we're not interrupting the headstock with a string tree. So, sure. really like that. We also made sure that you know, since we're putting so much emphasis on a clean headstock, we did the truss rod wheel, which is for me, you know, if I'm if I don't have uh, you know a crew member or a John, uh, our guitar tech, stage manager on hand, um, it's a pain taking you know truss rod covers yeah. off and making adjustments. I've even had some nightmares happen before where like right before tour, I was adjusting a vintage sound truss rod and the cap broke.
0: Yeah, bummer. What
1: are you gonna do? Yeah. So, um, truss rod wheel was a was a non-negotiable. Luckily, you know, Schechter already does it and it was easy enough to do. And then the biggest thing here was I did some reconnaissance on, on some models that they offer. And we spend so much time interacting with the hardware that, you know, I just, I wanna make sure that, you know, anyone who picks this guitar up has a reliable experience. And there's no slight at any, you know, more affordable or imitation hardware or anything like that but the goto 510 a real japanese goto 510 with a steel block is one of the most consistent things i've had through all of my guitars and it's my favorite two-point vintage style non-locking trim and a steel block has that middle ground where it's not as light as zinc it resonates more than zinc but it's not as heavy as brass gotcha and i wanted to make sure that we had all of those details present so real 510 Real steel block, real hip shot tuners. So no imitation hardware or anything like that on an import model. This is an Indonesian-built guitar, um, but the fit and finish is immaculate. Sure. You know, Schecter is doing amazing things these days, and they produce instruments for others as well that uh, maybe some yeah. some aren't even aware of. And the thing is, is they're they're coming out just deadly
0: perfect. Yeah.
1: So that's essentially the six. It's a five-way selector um, with my usual settings uh, in terms of the the pickup configurations and. Uh, Schecter USA Custom Shop Pickups. Uh, Currently what's in here is their Pasadena Plus set, which I'm uh, sort of auditioning. Uh, Pickups are not 100%. uh, Like I said, I'm road testing these for the first time. Um, and, And truth be told, we started the tour with three other guitars. FedEx missed us at the first show. We left town without them uh... my guitar tech John his younger brother drove from uh Detroit to Chicago with uh with the guitars for me so it was a what a guy it was <laughs> we did yeah, back out, John. <laughs> yeah seriously and we did backflips to get these things and then we slowly assimilated them into the show because you know changing guitars is crazy for me on stage from a muscle memory sure. standpoint learning a new instrument figuring out how the input reacts with the rig also you know throwing my front of house guy a curveball by changing you know it's not a huge detail of course but Changing these variables is kind of dicey on tour, so we brought them in. The rig is completely Schechter at this point, which is phenomenal, and that was the plan. Um, I would have loved to have done it prior to tour, but things are slow in 2021 with supply chains and things of that nature. So we did it on the fly, and it's working out to be really great. I am very comfortable with these in my hands now, and I'm absolutely adoring them. They're designed exactly as I intended.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, and I have to assume that there's a USA custom shop model coming, right? Yes, yes. So there will
1: be, there will be. So we wanted to start here, which is sort of like counterintuitive to I think how most artists might do it. You usually see like the premium model and then a sort of an accommodation, maybe a year later for those who are like, I want it, but I want, you know, to spend less. Right. And I think that's totally fair. And in fact, I think it's the fairest. So we started with that and we're doing import guitars first because I wanted to actually make the point that, Uh, the fit and finish on import guitars, especially when they're overseen like a brand like Schechter are phenomenal. And I did the research. I tried a bunch of different models. And I even went into my local shops and pulled things off the hook to make sure that this is the right move. And they're delivering because for the last 10 years, I've played, you know, some pretty premium instruments and to be able to just fly this in and say, yeah, this does exactly what I want it to do. And it's reliable and I can get it anywhere around the planet. And so can you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man.
1: (laughs) You know, so I feel really good about that, honestly. And um, that's the six. There is a seven string as well, which is anatomically the same guitar with a fixed hip shot bridge, 26.5 scale. So one extra inch on the scale length. And anatomically, like I said, it's the same guitar. So, and Wenge on there, basswood body. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the the seven string profile is particularly nice. Um, These are thin C, very fast. Um, you know a nice rolled edge to the fingerboard and yeah there's not much more to say about that other than this is the same yeah. guitar in a different finish uh, this kind of like icy blue sort of like cobalt metallic kind of vibe whereas this guy is this like jadey so green brilliant. which is like my favorite color speaking
0: so. of finishes I mean have you guys kind of landed on these these two colors these or? are the ones and are they right?
1: were actually selected from Pantone's I spent a lot of time getting uh, I want them to look hot as a pair yeah so that's kind of so looks
0: like Pantone's color of the year
1: it, it kind of is peri. It's <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: It's it's a periwinkle.
1: It's actually uh-huh, called periwinkle. Like that. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. And 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 really, what I wanted to do was. I like a gunmetal gray aesthetic, but I like that hint of blue where it's like, totally. you know the light hits it and you're kind of unsure what you're seeing. A little
0: glint, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is amazing. And there's a slight metal flake to these finishes as well. But this green, they absolutely nailed this, this kind of like teal metallic vibe, which I've had on other guitars and it hasn't necessarily been perfect. This is the exact Pantone I requested. And then we did uh, just a variation here with the seven. So they look amazing as a pair. You should own them both. You gotta and, get them both. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Well so. man, dude, my
0: hat is off to you and and to Schechter. It's 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 awesome to see him do something so I mean, subdued and practical and awesome. Like this is this is great. We're, we're not
1: reinventing it. the wheel, so to speak. And yeah. this is the thing, is I'm not I'm not necessarily trying to to do that. That's never really been the approach. The approach has been to uh provide myself with a reliable instrument that meets the requirements that I have, which are becoming more minimal as we go. Um, like I said, reducing the materials in the instrument down to literally three pieces of wood. Um, I always find that the best guitars have just like the least amount of stuff going on, whether it's a yeah. Strat or a Les Paul or something like totally. that. PRS, You know, these types of things are really um, minimalistic in their approach. And you can get fancy, that's fine, but the more cuts and points of contact and things, the more you sort of sap and leak energy from the overall resonance of an instrument. So that's the ethos here, is like a workhorse machine that's dialed aesthetically, looks really good. you know, and on top of that, it plays and feels amazing. I should also mention jumbo, extra jumbo stainless steel frets as yeah. well. So no, there's there's a bunch of non-negotiable things that Schechter was able to meet, and I don't have an official price point for you, but I can say that early new year, all these details will be made very clear. I think um, I've been sort of teasing them in a cryptic way, and people have had a lot of questions, and I just don't necessarily have the official answers. We do, but we're just not 100% there yet. So we're going to finish this tour. I'll do a a slight debrief, clear my head, let the holidays go. We'll zero in on the last details, like making sure that these pickups are exactly the way I want to go. We'll get the price point dialed, sure. and these are gonna be available like soon, which right is then. really exciting. Finally,
0: yeah. and you know, going with a you know such a huge company like Schechter, mm-hmm. it does allow you the opportunity to do import models, to do um, custom shop models, mm-hmm. to kind of really stretch your legs in that yep. sense. And we were just yeah.
1: in LA and we did a walk through at the shop, which and is rad. I love their yep. shop. Saw Shigeki yeah. in there making guitars, and he's a legend. And saw Chewy in the booth spraying paint, and yep. like these are guys that you know these are these are names of, of lore and legend. So you know, I'm really really excited to be there, and I appreciate the opportunity from Adam and you know my good buddy Nick Johnson, who's also Canadian and lives. You know, local to me um, has been with Schechter for years. In fact, I was uh, I think it was my first or second NAM show we were there together, and I remember when they approached him and his model began and everything and I've watched what uh, he's been able to accomplish with the brand. And um, you know between him and my buddy Keith Marrow, like this is just something that's been kind of a long time in the works and I've had other things that I've explored in the meantime, and I think the timing is perfect because we arrived at uh, the ability yeah. to do this and we used the time off. To get it perfect, yeah, and I think they're perfect. So, but yeah, last detail that I, I I forgot to mention there, we pretty much covered all the specs. Um, lumen lay on both guitars, which is also non-negotiable, especially when you see the lighting production we're traveling with now. I want to make sure that that's available for everybody as well. I mean, they look subdued um, in standard daylight, and then you charge them up with a little flashlight, or you just hit them with some ambient light, and you know, everyone's seen lumen lay before. It's nothing mm-hmm. new, but I wanted to make sure that
0: it's totally. Done. And what a fun feature! I've never actually owned. Uh, it gets hard with them. So, how long do you charge them?
1: Oh, it takes no time. I mean, we just we have like a you know little flashlight side stage, and like if it's super dark or I'm not coming from a lit green room, we'll just uh, just hit that real quick. Like I could spend a couple seconds on each one, and it retains charge. If I do forget to do it for whatever reason, the first few moments in the light show will actually charge them itself. Oh, <laughs> but there's a couple moments like where we might start completely dark on a tune and there's one one other guitar in the set that doesn't have them, and then I'll have to like remind myself to hold the, the fret that I require when I'm doing banter, because as soon as I say, oh, the next song's whatever, and John hits the space bar on playback, if it goes dark, I'm like, oh, oh man. where so, am I at? Yeah. yeah, so it's really nice to have these. Fun. Love that.
0: Well, all right, <laughs> I think that about covers I think so. some super sweet guitars. Yep. Beyond a, a whole new guitar situation, you are in a whole new situation. Yep. So let's, uh, let's, yep. let's hop into that. Yes. These are a hot ticket item right now, man. It's kind of like the talk of the town, and right now we're kind of witnessing the format wars. It's almost like VHS and beta, but plus ha. everyone's doing it, you know what I mean? Yes. So like uh, Quad Cortex, Yep. I, first things out of the gate, I've not played with one, mm-hmm. I'm kind of an Axe FX guy, but that screen, you cannot miss it. You can see that in broad daylight. That is so bright.
1: It's amazing, Love and it. I've actually got my, I've probably got my brightness dialed down too. It'll go crazier really? than that. Um, but yeah we're really enjoying these this is uh, this is certainly new um, it is a big change you know Huge 10 change. years of, of, of playing the fractal stuff which is still incredible and there's no slight I think sometimes guys get confused when they see changes in this type of stuff um, you know, oh, this must be better. Everything's sick in 2021. Totally. It's all good. Yeah. It's this, you know, we wanted to do this because uh, the relationship with Neural is, I mean, been there for, for a number of years and I've known Doug and his team for, for a long time. And they asked that we, you know, try these out at the beginning of the year and implement them on the tour. And I've, I figured it was actually an exciting opportunity to test them and put them through their paces. And we are certainly working them quite hard. I've, I've explored, uh, I don't want to call it the ceiling, because with a, with a product like this, of course, updates come via firmware, so sure. they can flip the script, and tomorrow we could have a bunch of new, of new features and things that you know aren't necessarily here. but I am, I'm pushing them to their limits, and they're working out great. So the ethos behind this rig essentially is the same thing that we would have done in the past, where we're feeding front of house with impulse responses, and that's what everybody hears from the PA. And we're also feeding cabinets on stage via Seymour Duncan Power Stage 700 but the latest addition to our rig is we have stereo cabinets on stage. So we are completely symmetrical on both sides of the stage and a gripe that we had in the past was, you know, if you're standing uh, you know, if you're like a barricade surfer and you're like at the very front or maybe there's no barricade and you've got your your you know, your arms on the front of the stage, the majority of the mix is traveling over your head. Right. And I think if uh, you know, anybody out there has been to a modern metal show where you either stand, stand Sage stage, because you know somebody there, or maybe you're up close, all you hear is drums, oh, yeah. right? And with the, with the Modeler rig, you know, you see guys with a cabinet on stage, and that's been us before, where I might be over here, and you know, the other guitar is coming from there. But the image is lopsided from the deck, and we run guitars and stereo in the house, so it's a little funky to me that, if you're standing over here, and you're not getting an image out of the PA, that you're actually not getting any of him, or vice versa, none of myself. So um, we decided that we wanted to be ambitious and have stereo cabinets on stage. And it starts with the bass cabinets. So we've got a pair of dark glass vertical 212s with neodymium magnets in them, a really lightweight, uh, high power bass cab. And then a pair of myself on the inside and a pair of Travis on the outside. So you get the same representation off the deck that you do in the house, no matter where you stand, you're gonna get both guitars, you're, you won't feel like you're missing out on anything and it allows me to do things like using modulation, stereo chorusing, sure. uh, ping pong delays, and everything off the deck is exactly as it is in the house, which is something that we're really oh. enjoying. So it takes a lot of cabling to do this, considering we're not racked up like we used to be off stage. Um, my friend, of house engineer Chase is a wizard with this stuff. He's created some looms to where we're able to just tap off the quarter-inch outputs that drive the power amp and give us the stage, and XLR and stereo that drive the in-ear split and feed the house. And it's all done yeah, via some some clever looming. And we're also using NL4 connections to drive long speaker runs to all these cables. Oh, like a, like a PA. Like a PA style, exactly. So that way we don't have to carry like, you know.
0: 800 feet of speaker cable. Which, which would be
1: very <laughs> impractical and probably leads to some sort of uh, signal breakdown at some point.
0: It's going kind to of degrade, right? At
1: some point it will, you know. So these are solid-state power amps. They're really powerful if you've seen... The Seamer Duncan Power Stage sure. 700, you know, you can barely turn the thing up and it goes crazy. It screams, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Rev made us some custom um, vertical 212s, vintage 30s in the bottom, cream backs in the top. Um, it's the first of their kind from Rev. I have a Generator 120 that has this uh, Paisley Western vibe to it and um, I wanted uh, to recreate that for the, the, live, uh, for the live show. And Which is he, slick. Yeah. yeah, and Sam Jacobs, who's played second guitar in intervals in the past, actually works at Rev and built the cabinets for us. Oh, no shit. oh, oh yeah, because
0: you guys are all in Canadian. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so Derek was excited about it and Sam built the cabinets and this is, this is the rig on, on the stage and then to accompany the quad cortex We've got the uh, Hologram Electronics Microcosm, which I'm using so for. Sick. I'd say that I'm grossly underutilizing it in this show, but I've found three particular moments where I'm using it for sort of glitch and stutter effects. Um, it's tempo synced, and every night that particular moment comes up a little different, and which is fun and exciting. Yeah. I've also got the Red Panda Tensor on here, which I'm using as just like a stutter and glitch machine. Um, it is a little bit of a liability. It's a very crazy pedal. I'm using it to just kind of make some laser noises or some, some weird little glitchy. Square wave glitchy yeah, stuff, yeah. Things. And it happens a couple times throughout the show. And the freak out is for that infinite sustain and sure. feedback at will anywhere, which is a great hack. I think anybody should have one in the rig. Super fun. So I don't yeah. have to turn around and like lean into a speaker. I can just get feedback at will. And then a Boss EV30, which is tied to the filter on the Microcosm, and also the other side is going to the quad cortex, which is assignable per preset, and people are asking why there's a polytune when there's a tuner built into the unit, and the reason for that is the immediacy of being able sure. to have a kill switch fast, and if I prepare any sort of vamp or loop from Microcosm, I can mute my guitar, tune my guitar, and pre the and house sure, yeah. while everything still flows out of the quad that cortex. makes perfect so, sense. So, a little bit of workflow. Also, shout out to Cass Bittner at... Temple Audio in Saskatchewan, Uh, they make this product, which is the Temple board and the pedal mounts. He also assembled the rig and we're using their side panels. So we have buffered um, output for the quarter inch jacks, we've got a XLR run, we've got four inputs, including the headphone out that's on this panel here, and then uh, we've got a MIDI in, we're using MIDI to XLR adapters to be able to run long MIDI runs, and an IEC on the other side, and the little remote everyone's asking about is- For the lights, right? For the lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because that way at least, I, uh, you know, I can see the quad cortex, but having a little bit of that ambient is, yeah, helps, sure. is important when the rig is in front of me, I'm used to kind of having a clean stage, and yeah. we're back to having pedals in front of us, so then, uh, I'm not stepping all over them. So that's the rig basically. I'm doing everything the same as I would, my approach in the quad cortex is the same as it would be with the Axe Effect. You start where
0: with the amp that you would normally use. You, you, you.
1: Ah, but during the pandemic I learned, let's go backwards and start speaker first. Really? Yeah. Okay, let's IR, talk about that. IR is everything, yeah. I learned well a lot of my woes and troubles and things that were sort of like, weird frequency anomalies or not being able to like, occupy a particular space, especially when it comes to things like split coil sounds is all contingent on the frequency response from the
0: impulse Interesting. response.
1: Absolutely it is. Huh. And I've, I've all often felt like in the dark a little bit, trying to just kind of poke around and see if I can do things. But the preamp on an amp model is only going to do so much. Yes, it influences the flavor of how, you know, the pickup interacts with the front of the amp, but the frequency response is that final catch all. And what I've done is I, I've exported <laughs> the 57 on the sweet spot of every vintage 30 from the latest GGD oversized sweet plug-in. Right, right. And Nolly put a ton of work into this to where it's basically the perfect era specific V30s from like the beginning of like the sort of vintage V30 all the way to like the best era of modern V30s. And Nolly's done all the work for us by putting the 57 on the sweet spot. And what I did was I just exported high res impulses, hey, A/B them all, and then yeah, and I have a little mini library. <laughs> you can get fancy and blend a 160 sure. or blend a different, you know, C414 or something like that. But honestly, the best, the best results are just a 57 on a on a speaker. So what I do is I've just chosen one that you know is my rhythm sound that has that more flat frequency response, and then something a little more characterized and stylized for the lead which allows me to cut without having Chase ride my volume. My voice shifts in the house, and it's not from turning the mids up or cranking a tube screamer. That stuff is pretty negligible. That's more hands type stuff. Right. I'm really learning that the, the IR is everything.
0: Interesting, so you hear that where, kids? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pay learn about to your
1: IRs. The thing is that's scary about IRs is they're a rabbit hole, you know? So, you know, you listen to them and you don't know what you're hearing anymore. I think the best thing to do is choose a reference Uh, if there's a guitar tone that you like, or maybe a recording of your own where you really find that to be your comfort zone, and try to get as close to possible as that. And maybe choose two, three max. So I'm using one for rhythms, one for split coil sounds that has that frequency response where 2K isn't crazy taking your head off and it's all harsh and stuff, it's more balanced. And then something that has a little more honk to it for the lead that allows me to cut through the mix without having to dial the volume up. Frequency, it's all about frequency. And then, you know, that's that's been the approach. Everything else is just, you know, your bog-standard stereo effects and things of that nature. I'm using a Friedman for the majority of the hot sounds, a JCM-800 for the clangy, twangy stuff, Bogner Shiva for cleans that need a little spring and bounce. And if I want a really stylized 80s clean, I'll do a, a Roland jazz chorus.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. awesome, that's, yeah.
1: That's the vibe. And the whole ethos behind V30s and Creambacks on stage is i can't change out what the audience is hearing so i want balance you get that mid scoop from the v30 with the hype top and bottom and you get that mid from the sure. screen back and you get a full frequency response so as i toggle through sounds the cabinet on stage presents a, a balanced
0: uh, yeah you know i've uh, always loved mixed speaker sets oh, i think it's the best of both worlds you know i know think what I mean? so like, too you know there's so many variables but a v30 can sound perfect, it could sound ice-picky, it could sound, yes. it just depends on the pickup and the amp and all these things. And that's why I feel like, yeah, man, get another yeah. speaker in there and just kind of. The blend
1: it. is the way, and honestly, even just within V30s, like when you go down the rabbit hole and you Shit. realize the yeah. old ones and the new ones and the difference in how they sound, and then of course, where that microphone sits on, you know, just off the dust cap, or maybe some of the old, more worn-in ones, you go dead center. And you still got a really broken-in, rolled-off top end. You have to learn, you know. You have to learn what that speaker is giving you. And to my knowledge, Nolly used the same, uh, the same enclosure and the same position inside that enclosure for to keep that variable consistent. Interesting. And what I learned was, you know, we all think straight cabs are cool, but he's actually doing top left on a slant. And the reason for that is the baffle is creating less phase. Because you're not actually bouncing sound around back and forth on a straight, on a straight line, head. yeah, you get that okay. angle on there, and the, the microphone will actually get a more true read of what's coming directly out of the speaker. Right. So huh. that's that's what we're doing, and I use some different ones on Travis's sounds to give him some separation, just and to distinction. make it sound a little different, sure. And that's pretty much it, man. Everything else is going to be exactly how you would approach it in a Helix, in a Kemper, in an Axe FX. It's all the same approach. I would actually. Argue that the approach is the same as analog equipment as well. I sure. just pretend I'm in the room with the stuff. It just happens to exist on a small. Screen. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of people have a tendency to get a little confused with modeling. I think. But so if too. you just approach it like a real amp or pedal situation, it 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 becomes a little more straightforward.
1: Yep, and um, that's what we're doing. There's one preset per song. You know, 12 or 13 songs in the set. Every single one has uh, you know, the scenes that I required to get the job done and. Everything's automated via MIDI, so it's right. funny because I don't even really touch it with my feet. Everything's bouncing around. Um, automated to the playback rig, which is also feeding time code to the light show. Sure, so everything's so on the rails. So all the
0: program changes are happening without you even having to fuck with it. So realistically in a live show, all you're really having to do is tune and then fuck with a couple of pedals. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's so handy for you because and your hands my, are busy. <laughs> yeah,
1: and switch my pickups, which is right. the only yeah, thing I'm, of course. I'm responsible. Other than playing, I'm responsible for changing the pickups and doing a couple moves with the feet. And that's it. And uh, until I can figure out how to do what Dustin's doing, I watched the uh, Thrice rig oh, run down. and he's doing his pickups through. Which uh,
0: I know, dude, that blew my mind. I, could, I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah, I've not seen that. That was new yet. to me. I
1: know that the Music Man's are capable of that, but I've not seen anyone utilize it. So shout out to Dustin, and I'm yeah. a huge Thrice fan. You I'm can, a huge, huge Thrice huge, fan as well. You can take us on tour
0: anytime. <laughs> hey, ah, Dustin, Dustin, you got to take these guys out. That blew my mind. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I love a Helix. I think they sound great too. Um, you know, a-, a really good friend of mine has a Helix, and yeah, I have an Axe FX, and we took a Kemper an Axe FX and a Helix, and all. All in the same room with cabs we're like hey let's and it was we're like all sick they're Everything's all sick, sick man it's all sick guitars it all sounded... are sick in 2021
1: yeah. modelers are sick amps are sick guitar gear is this is the best time to be a guitar God,
0: you kids are so lucky yes when we were growing up man it was no. like a shitty pawn shop guitar that played like dick yeah absolutely i had
1: a midnight blue mexican fender strat that thing is purple it's not blue <laughs> yeah, let's get don't get it twisted, but yeah, and I learned how to play Slipknot and Metallica on a purple Strat with a maple board. So hey, whatever yeah, gets it done. Yeah, you could be yeah. way worse off. Uh, you could be way worse. The off, means so.
0: justify the ends. Apparently, I here. think so. Yeah.
1: We're here now, and this is working yeah. great. Tour's been phenomenal. We're happy to be back on the road. Yeah. Everything's sick. So
0: well, congratulations. I'm glad you. uh... You made it out of uh, lockdown without yeah. anything crazy yeah, happening, here. other than a complete revamp of your lab. Uh, everything's
1: perfect. Change it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. Know what yeah. I mean?
0: that's, that's Sounds perfect. Let's change it. Change yeah, I mean. everything. Yeah, it's been great. It's always a pleasure, dude. Thank, Thank you, bro. you so much. You for sure. So man. excited for the show tonight. Yes. You guys, stay tuned for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, lessons, uh, all that stuff. Amazing. See you later. Phenomenal. See ya.